a, a couple things real fast, and then we got to go. There's there's two ideas that I, I clearly have not fully researched, and we're not going to make determinations on, but it is always good to question things. I'm going to question both the main narrative and RFK Jr. at the same time. Vaccines causing autism. He is very big on this. There's not conclusive evidence either way. They don't know what causes autism. That includes them not knowing that vaccines do or don't cause autism. Although there is somebody who I think has done some research that's pretty close to figuring out why yeah. autism exists. They've and, got a few. And I think it's pretty cool. They've got some things on it. Um, but it's theories. There's nothing that's, it, it still needs to be vetted. So when what she explains, she breaks everything down into the actual like proteins and enzymes and shows where the disconnect is. It's really cool. It has nothing to do with vaccines, by the way. Um, but I think the research is getting better at figuring out what does cause autism. And I pay, I pay a lot of attention to autism because I have an autistic kid, mm -hmm. you know, and he did have all of his shots. I mean, I'm not saying you would like to know if those shots caused his autism, course, wouldn't you? Of course. Yeah. For, but for other people, it's think, not going to reverse him. One thing I think for a lot of people is that they're scared to look into that as a possibility because it will it would make them feel like they should have looked into it beforehand. Well, to me, like it's all about the future. It's like, OK, well, hopefully we can end like causing something mm -hmm. like this. And like now, do I think vaccines like do I believe that vaccines cause autism? Likely not. But the answer is. I don't know. And I think it's worth questioning. It's absolutely worth like, questioning. Why can't we just question it? But Do the problem is everyone speaks on authority on the on these issues, including RFK Jr. and including the people who say that, that they don't cause autism. And essentially the scientific consensus says we have no idea what the hell causes autism. No. Including vaccines or not. We don't know. But the people who believe one thing speak on authority with it. Like they know it could be pop tarts. You got no for all clue. We know. That, you know, this is a lot of bad stuff in there. Parker started eating pop tarts. I mean, maybe that's, that's, when, that's you, when everything yeah. flipped. Now, here's a concerning chart for you: surveillance year in two in the year 2000, one in 150 children were diagnosed with autism, and in the year 2020, one in 36 children. We're diagnosed is, with autism. I mean, this is difficult, though, these types of stats. Oh, don't worry, Charlie. Okay. I've got it. <laughs> don't, All right. Don't worry. So RFK Jr. will use this stat. And once again, I, I am not saying that vaccines cause or don't cause. But here's what RFK Jr. does wrong, in my opinion. He uses this as a large portion of his proof that vaccines cause autism. And 1 in 150 versus 1 in 36 is tells you almost nothing correlation does not equal causation now and he says they talk about that mm -hmm. some in the episode he mentions that but he still alludes to well it's got to be something no one my age like you don't know people my age who are severely autistic and he's got a point with that i started to think like who are the people that are in their 50s and 60s that are autistic children that you see now only they're in their 50s and 60s and i'm like personally i don't know anyone well, also, but, they could be people that are undiagnosed or they've learned how to mask or, you know, they've, they've yeah. learned how to become social because they were forced to. There was no other like or they're homeless people. Yeah. Or that, you know, something like that they could be homeless. They mm -hmm. could be they could be in a nursing home. They, you know, they could be in long term care somehow. But the fact that like, I don't know anyone is also right, no proof. Right. Of that. They're not out there diagnosing 50 and 60 year olds. Really. No. So here's an issue with this number. I'm once again, I'm not 
disproving RFK. I'm saying you have to do this when you talk about these numbers. You have to do it. It goes from 1 in 150 to 1 in 36. What else changed? Well, they added Asperger's syndrome into autism diagnosis, and then they added another one, which is a catch-all, PDD-NOS, which they also added into the autism spectrum, which is an atypical autism. It's not like all the other autism, but we don't know what other category to put it in. And so we call it autism also. And so they added Asperger's, which is a, Elon Musk, richest person in the world. He's in his 50s. Okay. So there you go. There's so there's one. one. <laughs> and then this PDD and OS, which is a catch-all because they can't figure out what else to call it, into the uh, autism spectrum. 2013 Asperger's and other diagnosis were eliminated and folded into a single diagnosis of autism spectrum disorder. For instance, okay. I'll give you an example. In 1990, if I, if I had Parker in 1990, he would not be diagnosed with autism. Guaranteed. Yeah. Okay? Because Parker is what they, well, they don't consider it anymore because they don't like using those terms, but I'll say it. He's high-functioning. He's a high-functioning autistic kid. Mm-hmm. And back in 1990, he just would have been considered a kid that has some attention orders, uh, attention deficit. You know, he needed he needed help focusing. Uh, they would probably try to put him on Ritalin or something. Mm-hmm. And then also they'd be like, yeah, he just needs some help, you know, reading and communicating. And, you know, maybe some speech therapy will help with that. But he would be considered a normal kid or whatever. But now we know so much about autism. There's been so much research in the last 30 years that you can pick up the different signs of like him stimming and his food sensitivities and him lining up his trucks and like the way that he pays attention to things that he cares about, how he uh, avoids eye contact and things like that. All of those factors, um, you know, sound sensitivity and things like that come into play because they understand a lot more about autism now. But I guarantee you 30 years ago, he would have just been a, a normal kid who mm-hmm. had a couple social issues that they would, you know, work on. And he, Parker's probably going to end up being a pretty normal adult, but he's still autistic. You have to take all of that in consideration as science evolves and people ask more questions because science is never settled. What, what's another thing about these numbers, Charlie? They're not based on actual autism diagnoses. Those numbers that we just talked about, mm-hmm. one in 150 or one in 36. They're based on clinicians at schools answering on surveys about whether or not they're autistic and they can use different behavioral disorders and, and all of that to answer whether or not they think someone is autistic. Mm-hmm. Those are questions that you have to ask anytime anyone is talking, including RFK Jr. So for everyone who, you know, you never just hit your wagon to someone and just believe everything that they ever say. You have to question everything, and that includes questioning people who question everything. <laughs> question us. Yeah. What are, what are my underlying motivations for bringing this to you right now? This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Think about this with me, folks. Seriously, I want you to think about it for a minute. Over the past week, how much time did you spend on yourself, on things that you needed and wanted versus the amount of time you spent on other people? I mean, actually, what's the answer to that? For me, I don't even want to tell you the ratio. It's not that great. It's easy to get caught up worrying about everyone else and what makes them happy. And then a couple months go by and you're like, whoa. What about me? What do I need? Therapy can help you strike a better balance in your life so you can continue being a great friend or a great family member without getting stretched too thin and burnout. out. If you're considering therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, flexible, and convenient. Just fill out a few questions on the website to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can even switch therapists at any time for no charge. Hey, listen, my life was changed because I chose to go to therapy 
Charlie still uses BetterHelp. He's been using it for a few years. He loves it, loves the app. Seriously, if you're thinking about this, I highly recommend BetterHelp. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash GML today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash GML. Now to give credit to RFK because I gotta go. And I wanna be fair. He also talks about the tetanus, the DTP shot in the oral polio vaccine. Uh, he tells the story about how this vaccine was actually clearly raising the mortality rate of children that they were giving it to in Africa for like 30 years before they did a study. And here's a study from NIH, PubMed in 2017. This is the actual study that RFK talked about on Joe Rogan's episode. He said that they were out there giving this to people and they just never thought to look whether or not it was actually killing more people than it was helping. The NIH's actual study shows that this DTP vaccine was actually killing more kids than it was helping. Mm. All right. The mortality rate on average was five times higher for kids who received the vaccine than kids who did not receive the vaccine. For women, for girls, uh, RFK mentioned on the uh, show, it was 10 times higher for girls, Interesting. for people who received the vaccine. Uh, child population has been followed with three monthly nutritional weighing sessions since 1978. See, now I heard RFK talk about this on the episode, and I didn't just go like, oh, man, that's freaking crazy. I can't believe they did that. I went back to it. I found the study that he mentioned. What did he say? I searched it. I found the study, and I looked at the actual results of the study, and it turns out he was telling the truth on it. Now, he talked about the girls and not the boys, and so he gave the 10 times more for girls on average, higher mortality rate, which means the boys was actually way lower for the average to come out to five. Okay. But also, but, I w the other thing I'm going to question on this, though, how do we know all the other variables? What are some other ways that these kids or children died, right? Was there a famine that happened during this time? Were more girls getting pregnant and dying from childbirth at this time? Like, there are so many variables to human to human life. They say in this, differences in background factors did not explain the effect. The negative effect was particularly strong for children who received DTP only and no OPV, which was the oral, oral polio vaccine. All-cause infant mortality after three months of age increased after the introduction of these vaccines. They were looking at whole populations, basically. It was essentially a very large natural trial. So there were people in both groups that were living in the same life situations, uh, but some of them receiving these vaccines and some of them not. Mm. And so it's apparently a very big natural experiment, as they say up, up here at the top. And I, I believe they're not, they're either not using this. Now he makes the claim that Bill Gates is still, that Bill Gates is still using the same vaccine to give to people in Africa and, and uh, other places. I don't know. I couldn't find that part. Bill Gates is pretty good at flooding the search results with disproving anti-vaxxer theories and positive stories and things like that. So I can't tell you whether or not that's true yet. We got to question everything. And I think if it's so easy to disprove RFK Jr. on these things, then then do it. What they should do is pick, let's pick one thing. They should just have a the, the autism conversation. Now, it'd be difficult because they don't know what causes it. So that'd be a pretty difficult one right there. If they want to have the debate over the COVID vaccines, well, then they can have the debate over the COVID vaccines. Uh, that's fine. And just pick that because this is what they're going to have to do. They're going to have to go through the studies that RFK brings up. And then Hotez or someone else is going to have to go through their own studies. And then they're both going to have to poke holes in each other's studies and talk about that. And it's going to take a few hours. 
just for one single topic. And at the end of it, they should say, we don't really know, but here's my opinion. Because that's the answer. Because that's the actual answer. And then you have to make the best decision for yourself and your family based on all the information presented. That's... It's the only way to really navigate life. Well, that's why it's so important to look at the actual structures. Like when we don't know, you make sure that the incentive structure is properly aligned, that the regulatory system has not been captured by the people that are going to make money off of the regulations benefiting them, which it clearly has, which is why we want to get rid of the uh, the, FD, the FDA and the CDC and all those things, because they're not doing uh, what they say they're doing. They're actually just, it's almost like, it's, it's like giving the pharmaceutical companies uh, the authority to use force. And that's essentially what the FDA and the CDC are. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we got to question that. What are the incentive structures? What are the liabilities if you create something that kills people? Uh, how are we doing these studies? Uh, are they double-blinded? Are they, what are the, geez, the studies with the COVID vaccines... We know that there was a bunch of shady stuff going on. They're kicking out people who have adverse reactions. They're claiming at one point that they're 100% effective on things. I mean, clearly there needs to be a lot of questions answered. And when you don't know about things and you can't make sure that there's only benevolent moral individuals running the agencies or conducting the studies, all you can do is make sure that the proper incentives are in place Mm -hmm. to where if they do the wrong thing, Either someone else in the market's going to come up and do the right thing, and that's going to be what people want, or people are going to find out that they did the wrong thing and they're going to get in trouble for it, either criminally or financially. Those are the only backstops you can make to try and stop this stuff from happening. If you agree with RFK Jr., then you want to do everything that I just said right then. If you disagree with RFK Jr., then you should want to do everything that I just said right then. (laughs) That's the only way to stop all of this stuff from happening. The distrust comes from people not knowing and from people knowing that that people have clearly been bought off in these agencies. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was in the uh, the foothills of the Himalayas with Xi Jinping, traveling with him. I guess we traveled 17,000 miles when I was vice president. I don't know that for a fact. We talked about this. Violation of rights. Irish people could be jailed for hate speech. Why are we talking about what's going on in Ireland? Because a lot of these things are the logical conclusions of these ideologies. And so I think it's important to cover things like this. Now, I didn't... And they find their way to trickle across the pond. They do. I mean, people already have these ideas. They want to do it. But we we have the First Amendment here. And so it's been pretty tough so far for them to actually make laws criminalizing speech. Mm-hmm. Uh, Irish citizens who campaign against transgender women being able to use female changing rooms or crisis centers risk jail under an Orwellian hate speech law, critics have claimed. The Irish Senate last week debated the controversial criminal justice incitement to violence or hatred and hate offenses bill 2022. The bill seeks to expand the range of people protected from hate speech to include those with gender identities, including transgender or gender other than those of male or female. Does that mean that trans people can make fun of people for being cisgender? I'll speak their language for a second. Mm. Like if you are hateful towards people for, let me tell you. You're missing an important part of this though. The bill seeks to expand the range of people protected from hate speech, which means they already have it in place. We, mm-hmm. I think we talked about this when we first started, like in 2019, four years ago now. <laughs> Isn't that something? 
Um, they already have hate speech laws over there. So now yeah. they're going to expand this, which I think is really important. Um, because it, as we said, it only gets worse. Oh, they only get is, more power. Yeah. This is complete <laughs> proof. They're like, well, we're not going <clears> to <throat> tell you what to say. Well, we would never do that. Well, now they are. Let's listen to this person talk out loud what she is saying right now. I can't believe it's real. Oh, not that one. Let's talk about this one right here. Criminal justice, incitement to violence or hatred and hate offenses. What do you think about it, Charlie? Because this is what she thinks about it. Mm. Or I don't mean to gender her. They might yeah. have an arrest warrant out for me right now. I'm not That's sure. Right. You can't go to Ireland anymore. When you think about it, all law, all legislation is about the restriction of freedom. That's exactly what we're doing here is we are restricting freedom, but we're doing it for the common good. You will see throughout our constitution, yes, you have rights, but they are restricted for the common good. Everything needs to be balanced. And if your views on other people's identities go to make their lives unsafe, insecure, and cause them such deep discomfort that they cannot live in peace, then I believe that it is our job as legislators to restrict those freedoms for the common good. For the common good. How can you argue against the common good? Mm. God, these, so this is what I, reminds me of what Jordan Peterson talks about with the eatable mother. Mm. Like these are these, you know, just disgusting women who can't let their children grow up and get their feelings hurt. That's the thing. Like, like it's going to happen, mm -hmm. right? And there, and then she goes on to, to say that, you know, all of our rights, you know, they have to be restricted. You can't have too much freedom. I because mean, of the common good. Too much freedom would, yeah, it would, it would absolutely destroy the common good. And then kids and young adults might have, get their feelings hurt. And if they, that happens, well, I mean, what are we going to do? Oddly enough, she's, and this is always the issue with negative and positive rights. She is res restricting a right in order to provide a right to other people. She's restricting the right to free speech in order to provide the right uh, freedom from discomfort, freedom from worry, or freedom from feeling bad about your whatever it is, mm. feeling unsafe. We all have to go through life never being scared of anything, never being uncomfortable, never feeling like some people might like us or might, or might not like us or might hate us. If we don't have that, then we just can't go through life. And so she's willing to take away everyone else's rights in order to provide that right to a very small group of people, I'm, I'm assuming, haven't seen the recent stats on that, and take rights away from a lot of people in order to make herself look better, feel better. Which one is it? Or to just give the government more power. Because protecting these people, they're also, you know, they don't have the First Amendment, but they're also able to control speech. And controlling speech is also very, very important to a government. They love to have this precedent set that they can control everyone's speech because if they ever get out of line, the government, they want to stop people from talking about that. As uh, most of you listen to this podcast know, if you're new, you don't, but my son is autistic and um, he gets picked up by the bus at our door at the house and he rides the short bus mm -hmm. and um, it has seatbelts on it and stuff and he has an aid and he gets to ride the bus and is excited about There's it. Seat every, belts? Mm -hmm, there's seatbelts now. 
He's excited about it every single morning. He loves riding the bus. And my dad, I was having a conversation with my dad, and he's like, well, aren't you afraid like people are going to make fun of him for riding the short bus? And I was like, I thought about it, and I was like, you know, Dad, that's not my job. My job is not to try to stop other people from making fun of my son. Now, do I wish that we could stop bullying and all those things? Do I, do I agree with people being bullies and like trying to hurt other people's feelings? Of course I don't. But as a father, my job is to teach my son how to be resilient, how to stand up for himself, how to not be a bully himself, how to stand up for other people, to be, <laughs> to be the one, to be the sheepdog, so to speak. Uh, protecting other sheep against the wolves, mm -hmm. right? Um, and protecting himself and standing up for himself. That's my job because what, what we're trying to do is we're trying to like legislate heaven on earth. <laughs> That's serious. You're legislating morality exactly. still. And, and I'm not saying, I, I'm obviously uh, being against something like this uh, does not mean that I'm for hate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like I'm against hate and violence and poverty. Like it's some like big deal to be against those things. The problem is, is that we live in a world where these types of things are going to exist. And so what, what's better? We try to, we try to steal rights from other people just so that, because they're going to abuse this law. Obviously they already have. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we're going to steal rights from other people to try to make other people feel good about themselves, which isn't even going to work anyway. Um, because you can't make people feel good about themselves. Only they can. And I'm, and I'm saying they, not in, in all senses. <laughs> okay? Only you can feel good about yourself. And prevent forest fires. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially if it's like, like a level three, you know? Yeah. Um, and so we, we really need to be taking responsibility for ourselves and our family and teaching people how to be the one... Uh, to be resilient and stand up for themselves and realize that this is a, you know, it's a cruel world and people are going to hurt your feelings. And the only person that can do something about that is you. And there's no reason we should be creating tyrannical laws. And I, I get this is in Ireland, but it won't be much longer before it tries to come over here. Yeah, I mean, it, if we didn't have the First Amendment, we'd already have this and worse here. We'd, it would already be a thing. Mm -hmm. And what, I mean, what you're saying is very important. The, the most important thing is that people learn uh, on your son's side, people learn to be resilient, to put up with things like that, to not get their self-worth from what the other people are saying about them anyway, and for bullies to learn that that's not the right thing to do for them. Maybe they'll learn the hard way sometimes. I don't know. Um, we see this a lot. For instance, we have laws like social media laws uh, out in different parts of the country where they're banning TikTok for minors. I can't remember what state. Was it Utah that did that? Uh, don't I don't remember which one it was. Someone can correct me on that. Um, the problem is you don't learn anything from that. You create a scenario where you have a child who hasn't had to put up with any adversity, who hasn't had to learn what to do on social media, what not to do on social media, and how to interact with people and not interact with people on social media. They haven't had to learn from those lessons. And so then when they turn 18, there's other scenarios where things like this happen that we don't, you know, we don't talk about here on this. But when they turn 18 and they leave, they just turn into a crazy TikTok and party animal. 
you know, that had no idea what to and do. And they're naive. Mm-hmm. Completely naive, easily taken advantage of. Yes. Like, and so the same thing here with kids or anyone who it, it, you make it illegal to bully people or say anything hatred. And what they're going to what they're going to mean by hatred is anything negative about it at all or anything that disagrees with the gender ideology cult at the moment. That's going to that's hatred. OK. And so then you have a group of people who don't have to put up with anything, but they also haven't developed the character of a person who knows how to put up with something and get over it and be the better person. And so you just have a, you just have a society, a world of children who have never had to put up with any adversity until they finally get out there on their own, whatever it is. Listen to some of this. And it's over. The law will also criminalize possessing material intended to be shared that could incite hatred towards people with, quote, protected characteristics. Why are only certain people having protected characteristics? I don't know. Mater- what kind of material? Also, because I thought we were against, like, book bans and things The like material this. does not actually have to be disseminated to the public in any way. But don't worry, folks. Reacting to fears that the bill could have, have a chilling effect on free speech, the government last year told the Irish Times that the bar for criminal prosecution will be, quote, very high. They promise. So don't... <laughs> it's yeah. going to be really high. Really high, you know like what? Hunter Biden. 